What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Darren, and this is the Manhood Moment. Strive to be a more godly man in 10 minutes or less today. This is episode 28. We're talking about speaking frankly today. But before I get into that, I want to invite you to check out our Substack at christendomchronicle.substack.com. There you can read all of the articles and resources that have been published by our family ministry. You can sign up for a paid subscription. The overwhelming majority of the content is on there for free. There also is a um, there's a free subscription and there's a paid subscription. A paid subscription is just $5 a month. And there's going to be some uh, stuff that's available just for the people that have the paid subscription very soon here. I'm working on writing a book right now called Obey God, Defy Tyrants. And I'm going to be publishing those chapters on there for paid subscribers so that they can give their input and critique as I'm working on the book. And so if you're interested in helping with that project and you want to read those chapters before I publish the book coming in July, uh, then feel free to jump on to christendomchronicle.substack.com, sign up for a $5 a month subscription, and uh, there you'll see where I'm beginning to publish those chapters to that book. Um, on a weekly uh, weekly basis. So, and you can also become a free subscriber on free subscriber on there. And when you do that, you get the overwhelming majority of the content that's available for free on there. Also, so christendomchronicle.substack.com. So today we talk about speaking frankly. This is a lost art for men today. The ability to speak frankly. The, what I mean when I say speak frankly is the ability to be forthright with your words and to be able to say what you mean to say when you want to say it. And um, like I said earlier, this is a lost art on men today. And the scripture is full of teachings with regard to this idea of speaking frankly. As a matter of fact, Leviticus 19.17 literally says this. It says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. Here, this passage is talking about if you have a neighbor that's fallen into sin and it's some sort of sin that's going to bring reproach on the community, he says you should love your neighbor enough to go and to reason frankly with him. To just be able to forthright and openly and directly tell him that he is in sin and call him to repent. Another example of this is Proverbs 27, verses 5 and 6. It says, better is the reproof that is revealed than love that is hidden. Now stop right there. Notice the correlation between reproof and love here. If a person is in sin or they're doing something that's going to bring them harm, they need reproof. And reproof is correlated to love here. When you love a person, you don't want to hide that love. When you see them going off the rails or going in a direction that's going to bring them harm, the loving thing to do is to bring about reproof. And by the way, reproof is frank correction. It is direct, is a direct form of correction. Um, verse 6 in Proverbs 27 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So here, the same idea continues in verse 6. And this is the idea that a friend who is willing to point out the sin of his friend, who is willing to point out the faults and, and um, the behaviors that need to be addressed and corrected, this is a good friend who genuinely loves his friend. Now, there's a nuance to this. 
Because what the proverb is not saying here is that you should just be this nitpicky, mean-spirited, angry guy all the time who's constantly looking for ways to attack and malign and belittle your friends. That's not what this is talking about. That kind of a person is a manipulative person, and they're pointing out the faults in their friends for the sake of their own benefit. What Proverbs is talking about here, and what Leviticus is talking about, is a man who is concerned for the well-being of the person that they're talking to, and a man who is concerned with the well-being of the society in which the sin is being addressed. And men need to be able to do this. We need to be able to speak frankly and forthrightly and directly with one another. And this is not just about sin. I'm talking about sin right now. But generally speaking, men need to be able to be straight with each other. There's nothing worse than a man when he has something that's difficult to say that will hem and haw about it and beat around the bush and say all kinds of unnecessary words before he gets around to delivering the difficult message. Don't be that kind of a man. A man of a character and a man of integrity speaks with conviction and directness when he has something to say that he is, believes is important to say. And so be the kind of man that when you say something, you speak it frankly and directly. Now, this also requires wisdom. You have to know when the time is to speak frankly and when the time is not to speak frankly. Generally speaking, when you're interacting with other men, you should be very forthright and direct with your words, especially in serious conversations. I'm not saying to be a jerk, okay? We need to speak the truth in love, Ephesians teaches. But speaking the truth in love is not contrary to being direct and forthright about the truth. Okay, so be be direct, be forthright when you're dealing with other men. There's a time to be more nuanced and to be more patient and to be more... Um, sort of soft and gentle with your words, in particular when you're speaking to women and children, when you're speaking to a person who's suffering, uh, when you're speaking to a person who's in a difficult circumstance, there are times to be soft and gentle. Gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. You know, you should be able to go out into the world and be tough and direct toward the other men that you interact with and then come home and be able to be gentle and loving toward your children and toward your wife. And so you need to understand context with regard to this idea of speaking frankly. There's two traps that men fall into when it comes to this idea of frankness. One is to be passive aggressive, which is an effeminate character quality. And the other is to be overly aggressive or too forthrightly aggressive, which is sort of tends to be a more masculine uh, character quality. Um, but it can that can also be effeminate as well. So the, the effeminate man that's being passive aggressive will say um, sort of passive aggressive, under his breath, backhanded compliment sort of things in lieu of being able to speak frankly and directly. And you'll notice that when you're around a group of men who are mature, godly men, when a man is behaving that way, they don't treat that man with a lot of seriousness. But he's passive aggressive. He's constantly throwing out underhanded digs. And he's the kind of guy that talks about you behind your back and gossips about you and slanders about you and maligns you. That kind of a cowardly man does not have favor among strong, godly men. Okay? That is not speaking frankly. In fact, that's the opposite of what Leviticus is talking about. And the verse before that, the author in Leviticus there, he says, look, 
Don't be running around gossiping and slandering your brothers about their sin. If they're in sin, you need to be able to speak to them directly. So the one pitfall is to be passive aggressive, backhanded statements, underhanded statements, whispering statements, whispering campaigns, slander, these types of things. That's passive aggressive gossip. That's a very effeminate trait. Don't do that. If you have something to say, say it. Say it to the person that you need to say it to and say it directly and forthrightly in the way in which it needs to be said. The second is to be overly, overly harsh, unnecessarily harsh. To say things in a harsh way just for the sake of being harsh. And you don't need to be this kind of a man either, because then you're going to be setting the world on fire with your tongue, where you're running around all the time being intentionally and overtly harsh in context where it's not you know, it's it's not necessary to be harsh. Being frank and being harsh are two very different things. Harshness is when there's malevolence to your tone. When a person's being harsh, they're going out of their way to bring harm to other people with their words, and they're trying to bring harm in a way that's not useful or productive or helpful, but instead they're just sort of um, irrationally being harsh, irrationally being unnecessary, coarse, and rough with their speech. And we don't want to do that either. We want to speak with frankness and conviction and directness and forthrightness, say what needs to be said, when it needs to be said, in love and grace and humility, but also with directness and forthrightness. That's what we're striving for. And you got to walk that tightrope and exercise wisdom in the way that you go about saying what you say. But overall, when you're dealing in particular with other men and you need to say something and it's something that really needs to be said, even if it's difficult, even if it's complicated, even if it's painful, even if you know what you're getting ready to say is not going to be received well by the other men, speak frankly, forthrightly, with direction or with directness and conviction. That is what other men expect of you when you're interacting with them. So speak frankly, brothers. Speak frankly and use wisdom with your speech, but be direct and forthright. Okay, God bless. Have a good rest of the day.